Good afternoon and welcome to the second session of the 2020 uh, BITS program. This is the uh, Amazon program and of course for the third year we have uh, Peter Korn who is the uh, Director of Accessibility at Amazon Lab, what's that, Lab 26, whatever that is. <laughs> I have 126, yes. And uh, then uh, Josh, uh, his last name was? Josh Mealy. Mealy, okay. Who was with us last year also. So what I'm, I'm going to do is uh, let uh, Erlene give the CEU code since we are a CEU <coughs> session. Okay, this code is for those who registered for CEU credit. The beginning code is six, C is in Charles, three, six, zero, repeating, six, C is in Charles, three, six, zero. Okay, well, I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to turn it over to Peter and Josh and let them do their their magic and see what new stuff they have for us. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm Peter Korn. Um, I lead the accessibility effort in our uh, device lab, Lab 126. Uh, for those who are curious what the numbering scheme is, the number one is of course the first letter of the alphabet and the letter Z is the 26th letter of the alphabet and the Amazon logo is the word Amazon with a curving arrow and that arrow starts at the letter A and ends at Z because we are the A to Z store. Joining me today is uh, Dr. Joshua Mealy, uh, Principal Accessibility User Researcher and we are really delighted to be here again uh, to share with you the news of our latest devices and uh, the latest accessibility features and uh, help with any questions that we can. We'll take questions at the end. Um, before I get started, uh, just to quickly review, of course, uh, Amazon is a store. Uh, Amazon is also a manufacturer of devices. I just leaned over to turn off the A-Lady. I'll probably be mentioning her name uh, a few times in the talk, so if you don't want yours to uh, turn on and respond, uh, you might want to do the same. Uh, we'll be talking about the latest in Alexa uh, on uh, our Echo devices, our Echo Show devices, uh, Kindle books and Kindle e-readers, um, we, of course, are also known for Audible, Fire TV, Fire tablets, uh, and a growing number of um, smart devices for smart homes. So I'd like to start by just sort of reviewing what devices are new uh, since we were here last a year ago. Um, we've introduced a new Kindle e-reader. This is our base model and what's new and special about it is it also now has a, a built-in light 
So now all Kindle devices uh, have lights built in. Uh, they all have Bluetooth. VoiceView works over Bluetooth. They also will all play audible audiobooks. And that model is at $89.99 when it's not otherwise on sale. We've also got a couple of new Fire tablets and some neat access features about them. Uh, we introduced the just recently the Kindle Fire HD8 and HD8 Plus tablets. This starts at $89.99. They come with either 32 or 64 gigabytes of internal storage, which you can increase to up to a terabyte by sticking in an SD card. The um, also come with either two or three gigabytes of RAM, uh, a two gigahertz processor, USB-C connector, wireless charging, and like all Fire tablets, hands-free Alexa. We also uh, last year introduced the new Fire HD 10 uh, that is starting at $149.99. It has a 10 inch diagonal screen, the HD 8 and 8 inch diagonal screen. Also 32 or 64 gigabytes of internal storage, up to 512 gigabytes on the SD card. It has a two gigahertz octo core processor. Uh, so lots of, lots of little bunny rabbits running really fast to deliver you music or movies or anything else. USB-C and hands-free Alexa. Um, all of them have our full suite of um, built-in uh, assistive technologies and access features. The VoiceView screen reader, uh, a built-in magnifier that will do up to 10x magnification, um, large font features in several different enlargement sizes, the largest being 1.5x, and that works with magnification, so you can get 15x effective magnification of your text. Um, comes with a new access feature. We've also just started shipping for customers with motor impairments, switch access. Um, and of course, it plays all of our uh, movies. Uh, you can also, of course, watch movies through apps from Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, etc. So uh, let me turn the microphone over to uh, Dr. Mealy to talk about some of the new access features for customers who are blind or low vision. Uh, thanks, Peter. So um, for now, I'll, uh, I think, stick to the tablet stuff because we'll, we'll get into TVs and our other devices a little later. But um, uh, one of the things, so, so VoiceView has been uh, a screen reader um, around for a number of years now. So it's, it is a screen reader very much like other screen readers you might have used on other tablets and touchscreen devices. It lets you swipe and touch explore and, um, you know, interact with the, uh, you know, the standard apps. Uh, so you would use VoiceView to um, read your Kindle books or to read your audiobooks or to interact with uh, your um, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, sorry, um, uh, Prime Video account. That's what I was 
trying to get to. And, um, and so VoiceView is a, is a full featured screen reader, but we do keep adding stuff. And the stuff that we've added most recently is um, in particular, the ability to do braille screen input. So uh, if you are vexed by interacting with the on-screen keyboard, finding, you know, typing on that, that QWERTY keyboard, um, there's an alternative now when you use VoiceView. You can um, uh, go into uh, two different types of modes of Braille screen input, whether you lay it on the tabletop and use it like a Perkins, or you can do it in screen away mode. I've got a, a little demo recorded of that that we can play for you in a minute. Um, but before we do that demo, maybe I'll touch on a couple of um, a couple of other uh, things. Where um, we've also added uh, the ability to um, automatically select uh, described content if it's available. So in the in the um, uh, the tablet settings, you can go in and you can say uh, you can check a checkbox that says I want uh, I want description when it's available. So that's um, obviously desirable for for us um, the uh, the tablet as Peter mentioned also has this new um, uh, uh, switch access for folks with uh, physical accessibility needs um, it unfortunately does not yet uh, work well with the screen reader so if um, if you're blind and you also need that um, we we are not yet supporting um, supporting that functionality. Let's see, Peter, what else should I, should I cover here? Um, mm. Oh, the dictation keyboard, I wanna mention that. Um, so as, as referenced, the, uh, the QWERTY keyboard can sometimes be a little um, irritating to work with with a screen reader. So we've now got a, a dictation button that you can tap right in the middle of the keyboard. It's um, extremely easy to use. So now you can actually um, dictate into, a, um, into an edit field as well as Braille screen input into it. Peter, you think we should play the, the um, Braille screen input demo? Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Hi, I'm gonna demo Braille screen input on a Fire tablet. Braille screen input is just a way of typing text using Braille instead of a standard QWERTY keyboard. And it works on all Fire tablets, and it works in any edit field. So today I'll be demoing inside the Amazon Shopping app, which I have launched already. So I'm going to show you. Here we are. Voice search, double tap, search, edit is editing. So the um, the edit field is is editing. If I touch down at the bottom of the screen, I'll see that there's a keyboard. C V B N K L search. So that's a uh, standard QWERTY keyboard, a virtual keyboard. It's not always very much fun to type on. So anytime I see that keyboard, if I want to launch Braille screen input instead, all I need to do is triple tap with two fingers anywhere on the screen. So I'll do that now. Braille screen input, UAB, tabletop, power button to the right. Swipe with four fingers for help. So we heard a few things there. It said that Braille screen input was active. It told me that it was using UEB, so I know that when I type, I need to be using contracted Braille. It also told me that it's in tabletop mode, and the orientation for using tabletop mode is with the power button to the right. 
So keeping me nice and clear on how to orient the device. And then finally it told me swipe with four fingers for help. And that's really awesome. I can swipe um, once I'm in Braille screen input, I can swipe anytime with four fingers to get um, to hear help tips on Braille screen input. I'll do that now just to see what kind of tips I'll get. To calibrate, tap three fingers with the right hand, then tap three fingers with the left hand. To hear the next tip, swipe with four fingers. Instead of hearing the next tip, I'll show you more tips in a minute, but instead of hearing the next tip, I'm going to do what it said to do. I'm going to calibrate uh, so that I can start typing. I'll first tap three fingers with my right hand, then three fingers with my left hand to show it where I want the dots to be. Here I go. Calibrated. Tabletop. Swipe with four fingers for help. So I can still swipe with four fingers, or I can just start typing. Let's say I want to, um, uh, to shop for men's jeans. So I'll type men's, and then space, and then jeans. Um, it'll echo the characters as I type them. M, two, five. Oops, I don't want two, five. So I'm going to backspace. I'm going to use a single finger to swipe left. Two, five. And I'm going to try that again. Two, six. That's E-N. S, So that's Sierra. men's. If I swipe right with one finger, that, that's the space, and it'll echo the word. Men's. And let's type jeans. D. Oops, not Delta. D. So D. I'll backspace Delta. that again. So my fingers have drifted a little bit. Since I haven't been typing, I've been talking instead of typing. So I'm going to recalibrate. Four calibrated tabletop swipe with four fingers for help. So now I'm going to type jeans without talking. J two N S jeans. So that's great. I type jeans and then I swipe to the right with one finger. Let's say I want to delete the word jeans and type shirts instead. I can swipe left with two fingers to delete the whole word. Jeans. And I can type shirts. One four six I R T S. And if I swipe, swipe right with a finger, it'll put a space and speak the word. Shirts. So I've also showed you that I've been, <clears throat> the character echoing has been words and characters. But let's say I didn't want all of that echoing. I can adjust the uh, keyboard echo. I scrub with two fingers. A scrub is uh, moving your fingers up and then back down and then letting go. So if I scrub with two fingers, I can adjust the keyboard echo. Word echo. So that's just words. No echo. That's no echo. Word and letter echo. And obviously words and letters, which is what we had before. Um, another thing that we can do in Braille screen input is I can do screen away mode instead of tabletop mode. Tabletop mode is where I have the device lying on the table with the screen facing up. Screen away mode is exactly what it sounds like. It's when you put the um, face the screen away from you and hold the device between two fingers, two, sorry, two hands, and you can type on the screen with it facing away from you. That's useful when um, you don't have a table to rest things on. I'm not going to demo that actually right now, but it, um, it works pretty much the same way as tabletop mode does. Um, the thing that I want to show you is some of, the, um, some of the other tips, because that'll tell you more about how the Braille screen input works. So I'm going to swipe with four fingers to hear the next tip. To exit Braille screen input, perform a two-finger triple tap away from the keys. To hear the next tip, swipe with four fingers. Um, so that's nice. The way to get into and out of Braille screen input is a two-finger triple tap to get in and to get out. It's easy to remember. I'm going to swipe with four fingers again. To switch between tabletop and screen away mode, scrub with three fingers. To hear the next tip for tabletop mode, put the power button to the right. For screen away mode, put the power button at the top. To hear the next tip to type a space, swipe right. To press enter, swipe right with two fingers. 
So that's a cool thing. Instead of, um, so if I had typed and then was finished typing and I wanted to perform the search, I could just swipe to the right with two fingers. And that's the equivalent of hitting return and also exiting Braille screen input. So it, it executes the search and pulls me out of the Braille screen input mode so I can interact with my search results. I'm going to scrub with two, with, sorry, I'm going to swipe with four fingers to hear the next tip. To delete the last character, swipe left. To delete the last word, swipe left with two fingers. So we, to hear the next tip, swipe with four fingers. So we knew about that. So, um, so yeah, so I think I've pretty much showed you uh, what I wanted to. So this can be used anywhere. Anytime you're typing into an edit field, you can have it be, um, you can adjust whether or not you want it contracted or uncontracted in the, um, uh, Braille settings of the of the accessibility settings, and um, this is a new feature of um, a voice view on Fire OS in Amazon tablets. So uh, sorry if that was a little uh, maybe. Um, uh, more detailed than than some of you were ready for, but uh, but I think it's really um, it's you know it's a really exciting feature because of the um, it makes it so much easier for people who know Braille to be able to enter uh, uh, type text on one of our one of our tablets. Um, Peter, why don't you pick it back up from here? But I can't. great thanks, Josh. Um, so I wanted to uh, now switch to our Next uh, set of devices, uh, Fire TV. Uh, we've got lots of, of new Fire TV news. Um, we have new Fire TV edition televisions. We have an all new Fire TV stick, a new cube, and sound bars. So let me walk through those. Uh, first, the 4K Fire TV stick. This stick is similar to our uh, original stick, um, but it's physically slightly larger. Uh, we need a little bit more space to fit all 4K pixels and Ultra HD video, Dolby Vision, which is um, a way of showing one of, one of several different technologies for showing a broader range of colors and, and contrast in a video stream. Uh, two other technologies are HDR and HDR10 plus both of which are built in for a list price of $49.99. The all new Fire TV Cube, some of you may have the original Cube, this new Cube supports as before 4K Ultra HD, but it adds Dolby Vision, HDR and HDR10 plus, also a faster processor. Uh, for those who don't know, the Fire TV Cube is a mashup of an Echo Dot with a Fire TV. It's sort of the footprint of a dot, but squared off rather than in a disc, and then the same height and width and length, making it a physical cube. One of the other neat things about the Fire TV cube is it comes with an infrared emitter. And so you can plug in a little cable that comes with it and point that emitter somewhere else in your stereo rack and use the A-Lady to um, control the other parts of your stereo using infrared signals. So you can say, 
turn on my TV and the Fire TV Cube, once it has been introduced to your TV, will send that infrared signal to turn the TV on, to change the volume of the TV, even to change the channels of your cable box. So you can say tune to cable channel 37 or what have you, and it will send a three and a seven uh, button press, if you will, uh, over infrared to control your cable box. We've gotten into the soundbar business. The Nebula soundbar is a mashup of a soundbar with a Fire TV built in. At $229.99, it offers fantastic sound, 4K Ultra HD, streaming it up to 60 frames per second, Dolby Vision HDR, HDR 10 plus. Um, like the Fire TV Cube, it has um, voice, uh, far field voice enablement. So from the comfort of your couch with no remote needed, you can just call out to the sound bar and ask Alexa to do things. Um, the, uh, we have been working with Best Buy now for a couple of years and their store brands, Insignia and Toshiba, sell uh, a variety of televisions that are a variety of sizes, all with um, Fire TV goodness fully built in from $149.99 up through $379.99, ranging from 24 inches diagonal to 50 inches diagonal. And the larger ones are all 4K, Ultra HD, Dolby Vision, et cetera, et cetera. I've mentioned uh, Fire TV goodness uh, a couple of times. Fire TV goodness is uh, not only Alexa and a huge library of apps, um, many of which are video streaming apps. That includes not only, of course, Prime Video, but Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV Plus, et cetera. And uh, these streaming um, apps generally work either uh, well with VoiceView, our screen reader for all of our devices, um, the magnifier, et cetera, or they are self-voicing. Some of these apps decided to go the self-voicing route. Netflix is an example of that. But they are accessible and you can uh, watch your favorite Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus apps on any Fire TV or Fire TV edition television, sound bar, cube, etc. Um, I'd now like to uh, pass the baton back to Josh uh, to say a few words about uh, what's new. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to keep the baton one more moment. Um, uh, so I, we, we've got a bunch of built-in access features. I mentioned voice view. We also have uh, the built-in magnifier, which is a really nice magnifier. The screen reader and magnifier work together at the same time. So if you want things enlarged as well as voiced, of course, you can have that. Um, but we've introduced a new access feature called text banner. Text banner is a feature that came out of our engineers running into some uh, low vision customers at um, 
the CSUN Assistive Technology Conference. These customers said that um, they had very narrow fields of vision and uh, really wanted something that would increase the, the clarity and contrast of the text that they are viewing. And at our yearly internal accessibility hackathon last October, they put together a, a prototype. We then sat down with Amazon employees who had retinitis pigmentosa or macular degeneration and refined the feature over a number of, of test cycles and a few months and um, uh, employees with this, the narrow field of view of, of RP or uh, macular degeneration really loved the feature. So we decided to release it and it will be coming soon to uh, every Fire TV we have made. So if you already own a Fire TV, um, Coming soon, uh, this will just appear on your device. So let's take a quick look at TextBanner. This is a uh, video that I put together for uh, an internal audio, uh, internal Amazon audience. We're just going to take a look at uh, the TextBanner piece of it. Here we go. Uh, so when we think about customers with vision impairments, about 0.6%, 39 million are what's called legally blind. Uh, their best eye can't see more than 2200 and or their widest field of view is less than 20 degrees. Uh, another 246 million are what we consider low vision. That's between 2070 and 2200. And then we have what we might consider more mild impairments like color blindness and age-related presbyopia. So when we think about um, the Fire TV experience, and we've done a lot of great accessibility work there. This is the default screen. Uh, this is what that would look like if you've got mild cataracts. And actually, just last week, we had a lovely review from um, Steve Aquino in Forbes magazine talking about how the high contrast interface of Fire TV works well for him, better than Apple uh, TVOS. If your uh, vision is worse though, uh, you might find that you can't read the smaller text and so you might want something like our magnifier. This is again built into Fire TV. It's in every Fire TV we've ever made. And with that same level of cataracts with a 3x magnification, the interface is quite accessible. Of course, if your cataracts are worse or really you can't see much at all, you would probably want something like our screen reader. Voice view ready. Welcome to voice view on Fire TV. If you started voice view accidentally, press the back button to turn off voice view. And so with these features, we are addressing um, everyone with most uh, vision impairments. However, these aren't great solutions for customers like the 67 million who have glaucoma, who have central vision loss and can only see around the edges of their vision, or the 25 to 30 million worldwide with macular degeneration, or folks who have retinitis pigmentosa, whose vision closes over time to a very small tunnel vision, something um, that a number of our employees have actually. 
And, you know, one of the key concepts with accessibility is that customers want to use what senses and facilities they have. So if you have very crisp acuity uh, with a very small tunnel, magnification won't be a good choice because things will be too big and you get lost where you are on the screen. Or maybe you've got a wild, wider field of view, but it's uh, not crisp and in focus. So um, we've developed a new access feature that we'll be launching um, later this year called Text Banner. And it's designed for customers with glaucoma, retinitis pigmentosa, who have a very narrow field of vision. And this came from conversations that our engineers had with customers at the CSUN Accessibility Conference last year. It was developed from scratch, leveraging code in our screen magnifier. The first prototype was developed at the Amazon Wide Accessibility Hackathon that we host and run and refined with a number of Amazonians with narrow fields of view. And based on their very strong positive feedback from those Amazonians, we've decided to release it. And that'll be coming later um, in July, in July in Walter release two. Let's take a quick look at what that is like. So here I have Fire TV. I simply go over to settings, over to accessibility, and I can go and turn on text banner. Once I turn text banner on, you see a banner appears on the screen containing the text of the focused item and the related text. So here, text banner on is visible, and then way off to the right is text associated with that. If you've got a narrow field of view, it's going to be really difficult to figure out what you should be looking at. And so text banner puts it all in one place. Um, similarly, on the home screen, as I come down here to something like Star Trek, uh, you see all of the uh, ancillary information available to me there. And with the fast forward buttons, I can go backward and forward through it. So that is uh, our new text banner feature. And uh, we are looking forward to that coming soon to uh, Fire TVs around the globe. With that now, let me turn the baton over to Josh. So um, I'm going to cover a couple of other things that we've got uh, um, existing and coming for you on Fire TV. So the, um, as I mentioned earlier, we've got uh, a setting on the tablets that allows you to prefer audio description when it's available. We now have a similar uh, feature on TV. So that's, um, you know, pretty self-explanatory. Um, we're also, um, you know, you guys get to get a, a little sneak preview of something that we're, um, we're about to release. Um, so for those of you who have um, a Fire TV or who have used a Fire TV, um, our uh, voice view screen reader works very well on Fire TV. You basically navigate, uh, you use um, all of the uh, commands on your remote as you navigate around the TV. Uh, voice view speaks everything that you're doing. Um, however, um, one of the things that we, uh, that we didn't make um, 
easy until now is the ability to adjust the speech settings. And sometimes, um, I think for those of you who use text-to-speech, you know that um, the default speech settings are often a little slow and you wanna be able to adjust them. Also the voice volume, um, it's really nice to be able to adjust it independently from the, um, from the audio volume of the movie. And um, we had those features, but you had to go into the settings uh, the TV settings to adjust them. So we've added a quick, uh, quick speech settings uh, feature, which is really going to make it so much easier and nicer to adjust, uh, adjust what your screen reader, how your screen reader behaves. Um, I've got a little demo that I recorded for it yesterday. It's a lot shorter than the one we played a minute ago. Um, and Peter's going to play that for you. Hi there, this is a quick demo of an upcoming voice view feature for Fire TV. It allows you to set your voice rate and voice volume at any time while you're watching TV. You no longer need to dive into the uh, settings and adjust them in there and then come back out. So it's really quick and easy to do and you can do it at any time. All you need to do is hold down the play pause button as a modifier and use the left and right up and down keys on your remote to adjust the speech rate and the speech volume. So here I am, I've got my Fire TV, I'm holding my remote. I'm gonna press the right key so you can hear, this is just normal Fire TV. Your videos, so, four of nine. So that is too slow for me. Three, five of nine. So that is too slow. So I'm gonna hold down the button, the uh, play pause as a modifier, and I'm going to press the up. Press up or down to adjust speech rate. Press left or right to cycle through speech settings. So I'm gonna press up a couple times to speed up the speech rate. 1.2, 1.5x, 1.75x, 2x. Okay, that's more like it. So now I let go of the modifier key and now I can use my arrow keys to navigate around the TV. Your videos, four of nine. So that's much nicer. I can deal with that much better. Live, three of nine. Okay, now if I wanted it a little bit louder or quieter, what I can do is I can again hold down the play pause as a modifier and I'm gonna press the right. Press speech volume. So now I'm on speech volume. Press I could have pressed. Could have, pressed right, could have pressed right or left to go to the other setting. There's only two, and they cycle around. So if I press the up... 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. So that's pretty loud. I'm going to go 60, all the way 40, back down. 30. So that's... Um, 30, 20. 20 is the minimum. I'm going to let go. And now, and I, as I navigate around... Now it's at my new volume. And those uh, those are settings that will persist across restarts and all of that. So it's quick and easy to change your settings. No longer uh, do you need to dive all the way into the uh, settings. That's that. So, oh, um, so uh, you know, the, um, the thing that it wasn't totally easy to hear the volume changes because I think there was some uh, automatic gain control going on there. But um, the uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that um, it's nice to have 20, uh, volume of 20, you know, 20% be the minimum. Um, that way you can't uh, accidentally turn the voice all the way off. Um, you can, of course, turn the screen reader off if you want to. Um, so the, uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, um, we, um, as you know, Amazon offers uh, Prime Video and we have uh, a, a, a strong commitment to uh, bringing you audio description and um, Amazon is proud to have 
um, at this point anyway, um, more, more audio description offerings than any other streaming service. Um, you can look at the ACB um, audio description project. Our stuff is, you know, all of our offerings are listed there. Um, and also much more information about um, audio description and, and um, Amazon. So uh, we are, um, we're now offering um, audio description in many new countries. We're offering audio description on uh, a number of new devices. Some, you know, for each, each device family, whether it's, whether you're viewing uh, on your PC or your Mac or your iOS device or your Android phone or, um, uh, or your Fire TV. These, um, these each uh, have different capabilities. All these different devices have different capabilities and um, audio description is coming uh, as, we, as we expand our audio description offerings. We're also expanding uh, the number of devices that you can use audio description on. You can now also watch videos with audio description on your Alexa devices that have screens. So not on your Echo Dot yet, but, um, but if you've got a, uh, um, an Echo Show or an, a, an Alexa device with a screen, you can turn on, uh, you can view videos on that and you can turn on audio description and use your voice to, uh, to start and stop and um, do all that stuff, very convenient. Um, we're also, we've also made a number of improvements to our uh, discovery and information about audio description. So on a number of devices, we have new um, badging and information in the uh, search results that let you know what audio description, you know, when audio description is available for a particular film, which is very nice if you've done a search and you want to know, is, is this going to have audio description before I start watching it? Um, we're now uh, bringing you that information on more devices with more to come um, in the future, I'm sure. Um, we've also added, uh, um, there, were, uh, there were some issues that made it difficult to watch audio description, uh, audio described content on the PC side, we've um, added a number of keyboard shortcuts to make that navigation much easier. That's documented on, uh, you can get to that documentation from the ACB audio description ADP website. Um, and uh, finally, I just wanna mention that we, uh, Prime Video has also added uh, support for large fonts on iOS. So if you're watching Prime Video, um, you know, if you're using the Prime Video app on your iPad or iPhone, now um, the Prime Video app respects the large font settings of your, of your operating system. And um, so for those who benefit from that, that's a really nice, really nice improvement. Um, I, think that's, I think that's it. Peter, I'm going to pass it back to you. Thanks, Josh. Um, Josh mentioned that we're coming to more countries. If you find yourself in Canada, over 900 uh, Amazon titles are with audio description in Canada, over 800 in the UK, uh, and we're bringing up France with over 300, Mexico with over 300, and Brazil uh, is, is the final one so far with over 200 titles. Of course, in the US we have over 1,800 titles. Um, and we have something called IMDB TV. This is a, a channel 
if you will, of, of Prime Video that is ad supported. So you don't have to have a Prime subscription to watch IMDb for free. And 27 IMDb TV titles have audio description. Um, switching to uh, the next big topic, which is smart home. Uh, we have been doing more in the smart home space. Some of you may remember last year we introduced an Amazon Basics microwave oven. This is a $59.99 oven. It was actually the best selling microwave on, on Amazon, uh, I think, last, last Christmas. And uh, it is, uh, it pairs over Bluetooth with another Echo device that you have nearby. And then you can simply use your voice to ask the microwave to pop a few ounces of popcorn or to reheat one and a half pounds of frozen chicken or any one of a number of things. You can even ask how much time is left uh, as, it's, as it's cooking something. Um, and that has now been joined by the Amazon Smart Oven. The Smart Oven is actually a multi-purpose device. It has an air fryer setting, um, as well as a micro microwave uh, setting and an oven setting. Uh, it's much larger. It's available for $249.99. Uh, and at that price, it comes with a bundled Echo Dot. Uh, that you can use uh, with it. And one of the coolest things about both the microwave and the smart oven, starting at the beginning of this year, they are available with a free tactile overlay that um, has in UEB all of the um, numbers and other uh, symbols that are available on the touch panel uh, in Braille. And if you already have a microwave or a smart oven, uh, if you go to add the uh, $1 uh, tactile overlay to your cart and you have purchased one of these before, your price will drop to zero when you go to check out. Uh, and speaking of Alexa and Echo, we've got a bunch of new refreshed uh, A-Lady devices. So in the uh, Echo Show family, these are our devices with screens. We now have the Echo Show 5, a five-inch diagonal screen uh, Echo that uh, works really nicely as a bedroom clock um, for $89.99. It has a uh, built-in camera that you can physically slide a cover over uh, to, to create a physical barrier from it working, but it's great for video calls. The Echo Show 8, which is an 8-inch diagonal screen with otherwise the same functionality for $129.99. And then the all-new Echo Show with a 10-inch diagonal screen for $229.99. Um, if you have a uh, ring doorbell, uh, you can also use the Echo Show to drop in on the doorbell. Uh, somebody can see who is at the front door that way. 
Um, we've also refreshed our non-screen Echo family devices, the all-new original Echo, uh, the third generation with uh, better sound uh, for $99.99, a new Echo Dot third generation, also better sound at $49.99. We found that uh, there were over a billion requests uh, what time is it to our Echo devices? So we decided to build a uh, multi-segment display into an Echo Dot, which has the name Echo Dot with Clock at $59.99. And we've now got a Kids Edition Dot that comes with uh, free time for Alexa and a bunch of uh, uh, kid-friendly content um, for $99.99. Um, lots and lots of our customers love listening to music on their Echo, and so we introduced the Echo Studio. This is our largest uh, Echo device. It has five speakers built into it uh, with a nice large bass speaker built into it. You can take two of them and pair them with a Fire TV to set up a Dolby Atmos playback system with the speakers that are firing upwards to bounce off of the ceiling to give you the height channel, uh, as well as the subwoofers built in. Uh, the Echo Flex going in the other direction. This has a tiny uh, 0.6 inch mini speaker and 3.5 millimeter line out jack that's designed to just plug in to the wall, uh, which typically is around baseboard height. Um, so if in your stairs you want to have an echo or in a, in a hallway, um, you can plug in an accessory to uh, the Echo Flex, which might be a nightlight with a motion sensor that turns on as you walk by, um, or a smart light, um, sorry, a, a um, smart light with a motion sensor or a um, air freshener. Um, these are, uh, the, the Echo Flex is $24.99 and the smart light motion sensor is $14.99. Uh, for those who, who don't want to be away from their A-Lady while they're in a car, we've introduced the Echo Auto uh, this is optimized for listening to um, human speech in what's often a noisy car with lots of glass reflections around it. Um, it's a great, uh, the Echo Auto pairs with your um, uh, car, uh, sorry, with your uh, phone. Uh, that's how it gets internet access and with that pairing, you can also then ask your uh, A-Lady to make a call while you're in the car, and it will use that uh, phone pairing to do that. Um, and uh, it otherwise uses the uh, sound system in your car for the output of what the A-Lady is saying. Uh, Hands-free Alexa for $49 and 99 cents. Uh, and we've uh, also now gotten into the wearable 
business. We have three on-the-go Echo devices, the Echo Buds, which are a pair of uh, great sounding earbuds um, that you put in your ear, pair with your phone with Bluetooth. Um, but the lovely thing about them is they also have Alexa wake word detection. So as you're out and about, you can just ask her for information and she will hear you there in your ears and reply to you in your ears. The Echo Buds have three microphones in each earbud, one inside the ear canal and then two on the outside. The two on the outside are uh, at an angle pointing towards your mouth. And so that does our, our beam forming technology to uh, have very clean audio from the speaker. And the microphone inside the ear canal um, also hears your voice as resonating through your ears. So if somebody walks up to somebody else who's wearing the Echo Buds and tries to invoke the A-Lady, it won't work because it's not also coming from inside your head. That's available for $129.99. And then we've introduced what we call um, a new category of device, day one devices. These are more experimental devices that uh, we think our customers might love, um, but they're uh, a little less, you know, less proven area. And so we wanted to uh, let our customers explore these day one edition products alongside us. So we have the Echo Frames. These are eyeglasses with um, Echo Wake Word built into them. They've got uh, microphones in the frames, as well as a touch panel on the side so that you can swipe along the frame to interact with Alexa. Those are uh, invite only at $179.99 before they become uh, wide availability where we will be pricing them at $249.99 and they work with eyeglass prescriptions um, and they come in a couple different sizes. And then finally, the Echo Loop. This is Echo in a ring with the tiniest of speakers and microphones built into them. Uh, invite only at $129.99 uh, and then $179.99 thereafter. Uh, it has a haptic um, uh, buzzing device inside it so that uh, if you get a phone call, uh, you will feel the ring buzz. You can then tap the button, hold your hand cupped up to your ear and mouth. And uh, it's like you've got a phone without a phone that you're holding up in midair uh, by your ear. Uh, the final Echo product we announced is uh, the Echo Glow. This is a smart light. Uh, that is a multicolored light. You can program it to slowly lower the light over time to help lull you to sleep for $29.99. Uh, I'd like to turn the baton once more over to Josh to talk about the new access uh, and accessibility features in all of these fun new Echo devices. Hey again. Um, 
so I mean, one of the things that I want to, um, I'm going to talk about a couple different things. I'm going to talk about um, uh, show and tell, which is a feature many of you may have heard about. Um, a lot of the time uh, we, you know, if, uh, if you're blind or visually impaired, um, the screens on the Echo uh, devices, the, uh, the Echo shows, the various ones that um, we've been talking about, um, may not, it may not seem um, like many of us might care about screens as much because they're often very small screens. So Peter mentioned that number one, we're releasing devices with bigger screens. So magnification is a little bit more meaningful when you have a little bit of screen real estate to work with. So that's, that's cool. And then the other reason why uh, our community might want a uh, device with a screen is because those devices also come with a camera and those um, those cameras are being leveraged uh, to provide a new and uh, exciting function on Alexa. We call show and tell. It's basically uh, a product identification tool and it is um, it is not a simple barcode recognition. It actually uses a bunch of different uh, computer vision techniques to recognize uh, different types of products. It will recognize barcodes if it sees a barcode, but um, it uses a bunch of different um, information basically to figure out what it's, what it's looking at, um, including OCR. So if it can't figure out anything, if it sees no barcode, if it sees no, um, no uh, product that it recognizes, no branding that it recognizes, it will um, use OCR to at least read you what's on the labels. So it, um, it's a very versatile uh, uh, product identification system. And all you need to do is hold up your uh, product in front of your Echo Show device with a camera and say, um, a lady, a lady, um, say a lady, what am I holding? Um, and she, if it's the first time you've ever done it, it leads you through a little bit of a tutorial to make sure you know where to hold the product and how far away to hold it. And it gives you little hints as it goes um, to help you target, uh, help you hold it uh, directly in front of the camera, provides audio feedback for when it sees something and when it doesn't. And um, one of the nice things is that because it's not using a, uh, a barcode database, um, it works with many products that um, that are that have been previously difficult to identify. For example, um, Trader Joe's products, which uh, I don't think we have a, an available barcode database for, um, are readily identifiable using uh, using Show and Tell. So, um, so we do have a video that we want to play. Um, maybe. Uh, yeah, let's let's play that video and then I'll talk about the other things that I wanted to mention. A house. I am totally blind. It's been eight years this December. I went through every single room and reorganized it so that I knew where every single thing was because in my house, I was not going to feel blind. Alexa, what am I holding? It looks like tea for a world of teas. But when you have other people in the household, Things get moved all the time. At Vista Center. Hi, Brett. Hi, Stacy. Ready to go? I guess so. All right. 
Let's go test it out. Okay. Stacy Grijalva. My job is to help people with visual impairments and to see how technology can affect people's lives and make them feel better about what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. Brett Fowler. I lost my vision when I was 10 years old. I, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I, you know, I do a lot of cooking. And there's a lot of things I can't see. The whole idea for show and tell came about from customer feedback, actually. Challenges around identifying things in their pantry. A can of food. And we thought, yeah, we can do this. We can help here. Sarah Kapliner. I'm going to give you a product, and then you're going to say, Alexa, what am I holding? Let's see. Brett holds up a box. It looks like 365 everyday value macaroni. Great. That's awesome. He holds a jar. I think that's garlic powder. Wow. That's impressive. It's critical for us that we're working with our customers, building with them, not just building for them. They really need our feedback to tell them what we need. You'll hear sounds to help you position your item. Holly Clark moves a can. It looks like organic canned pineapple. Whoa, is that what it is? Oh my gosh. All these devices that are acting as your eyes, I think it's very revolutionary. For me, the less stress I have to put on somebody else is less stress on me. Brett smiles. And it makes me feel good. The Amazon logo. So, um, I just on a personal note, I want to mention that uh, it was, you know, my pleasure to um, help uh, the team that was working on this, help them understand the use cases, help them understand how our community of uh, blind and visually impaired people uh, was going to use a product like this, uh, use a, a, a function like this, and um, we. I'm really pleased with what they uh, what they were able to produce. Um, this is a feature that on a, a relatively inexpensive uh, device with a camera can provide a, a very high level of functionality and um, information for independence. So that's really that's really a um, an exciting feature. Um, you know, I want to. Um, cover a few other uh, accessibility features or just really just features of Alexa that um, that we've we've uh, put in recently one is uh, the um, preferred speaking rate as as I mentioned earlier uh, a lot of the time those of us who are very accustomed to using text-to-speech uh, feel like um, things move a little too slowly when they're designed for the general public so we recently allowed a, uh, a new feature on Alexa called Preferred Speaking Rate. You can now tell her to speak faster or slower. Uh, if you want her to speak slower than she normally would, she can do that. We've gotten that request from a number of people who are very unaccustomed to using text-to-speech, but for um, our community in general, we want faster and we can get that. So you just tell her to speak faster and um, she can go up to um, I think two and a half times normal speaking rate. If you want to go back to normal, you just say um, uh, speak at your normal speaking rate. And that applies across most uh, Alexa experiences. So if you, once you set your preferred speaking rate, it applies to that device. You need to change it for, um, if you've got several devices in your house, um, you need to uh, do the adjustment on a device by device basis but it's, it does apply to most experiences once it's set. So you can, uh, if you are, um, you know, asking for the weather or asking for the time, those, uh, those responses get spoken in that uh, faster or slower speaking rate. Um, 
I also, uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of stuff that that we do that uh, Alexa can do that really isn't part of accessibility per se, but it's extremely delightful for us. And so I just want to remind everybody that um, uh, you can use the uh, you can use your Alexa devices to make purchases. So you can, um, if you know what you want, you can say you know uh, buy such and such. And um, that is, uh, it's not necessarily easy today to make comparison, to do comparison shopping. Um, but if you do know exactly what you want, it's very easy to request it. Uh, if, you've if you've ordered something in the past, then uh, that is uh, one of the, you know, that'll be a, a default and she'll ask you if you want to do that. She can put it in your cart or you can buy it now and it can get sent. And of course you can also say, um, where's my stuff? If you want to know when your things are going to arrive and she can tell you when, uh, when you ordered something and when it is likely to be delivered. Um, of course, we can also um, use Alexa to read Kindle books out loud. So you, if you've got a bunch of Kindle books in your library, you can, um, you can ask her to start reading and you can navigate, you know, by, you can say, go to the next chapter and stuff like that. Same thing with, uh, with audible books, that's extremely, um, you know, extremely powerful for uh, for people who read, you know, read audiobooks. Um, you can have uh, you can have Alexa play your audiobook and stop it when you need to stop, just all with a voice command. So, I think that that's um, that's really. Um, I mentioned already that we have. Uh, now we've enabled audio description and uh, prime video viewing on devices with screens. So that's another reason to, that you might wanna have a device with a screen. It's uh, very easy to, um, to request a particular video. You just, you know, say, play, you know, Mrs. Maisel episode two, season three. Um, and uh, you actually cannot yet turn on uh, audio description with your voice. But um, but you can use the voice view screen reader to uh, to do that. You can also ask your Echo device to turn on or off voice view, which makes it very easy to um, uh, get into and out of a sort of screen interaction mode. So, for example, if you wanted to turn on your audio description, you would need to turn on voice view and then use uh, the screen reader to navigate to the language settings and then turn on the turn on the audio description. Um, or your or your magnifier, whatever is your preferred uh, technology. Um, and finally, I just want to mention that we are um, Alexa is a, a fabulous source of information, and we are expanding her knowledge about accessibility and Amazon's accessibility features. So we want you to be able to ask Alexa questions about um, our. Uh, accessible technology. We want her to be able to answer questions about uh, how to use your screen reader, how to use your magnifier, um, what is accessibility, what does accessibility mean to you. Some of those uh, answers are uh, currently available and more are coming, so, um, so stay tuned. Um, and um, I think that's, that's, I've hit the end of my material. Peter, you want to take it back? Uh, we have uh, we've we've come to the end of our prepared remarks, weighing in at just about an hour, um, which means I think we may have a, a few minutes for questions before our hosts 
need to close the room and prepare it for the next attendees. Um, Cindy, uh, yeah, Richard? you reached 309 people in this room at one point, Richard. Yeah, just letting I was, you know, I was watching it, and too. I and I wanted to just share. This is Cindy. Just wanted to share that the the um, uh, elect, or Echo Show is on sale right now <laughs> for, for $20 off because I just purchased one. So just thought I'd throw that out there. I have a quick question, even though I'm a, a uh, um, facilitator. You know, with all the software updates that you've done to different devices, how far back would they go, like, say, on tablets and on the original Cube, um, Fire Cube? So um, to date... I'll, I'll take the fire one first. To date, we have managed to bring every access feature back to the original first device we ever made, the first fire TV uh, that we, we got into the market with, I think four or five years ago. So that's, that's really important to us. Uh, we haven't been able to go quite as far back with tablets. We've been making tablets now uh, close to 10 years. Um, but any tablet that already has voice view on it, uh, all of the new voice view features uh, have been coming to that tablet. Um, Josh, remind Josh, me of uh, I'm getting an echo now. Um, remind me if uh, I'm mistaken about this. I think some of our earlier tablets weren't able to detect uh, six simultaneous uh, finger touches, and so Braille screen input might not be able to go back all the way back to every voice view device. Uh, but we try real hard to, to make that happen. Diana? Uh, yes, I have a couple of questions. I'm very excited about the smart oven. Is it a convection oven? Yes, that is one of its features. Great. Um, and also, how much is the uh, Echo, uh, the, the sound, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the sound bar that or has the five speakers? The Nebula sound bar. Well, so there's two devices. There's the Nebula sound bar, which is um, a wide, um, otherwise small, like a, I don't know, like a, a very long, very fat roll of uh, kitchen paper towels. Um, that fits typically underneath your TV with far field Alexa capability and lots of speakers and Fire TV built in. So you plug that into your older uh, TV or just a non Fire TV edition television. Uh, and that's $229.99 unless we're running a sale at the moment. The other one is the Echo Studio. This is that really great sounding uh, speaker uh, with uh, five built-in speakers inside it. Um, tweeters and woofers and ceiling facing to bounce off the ceiling for uh, Dolby Atmos. Uh, and you can pair two of them together with a Fire TV to get great Dolby Atmos sound. And that's $199.99. Uh, and just on sale. And the Echo Studio itself um, is shaped like a, uh, it's, it's like a giant Echo Dot. Um, so it's, it's uh, round and um, 
sits on a on a tabletop. So it it looks it's about the size and shape of a of half a soccer ball. If you sliced a soccer ball in half um, and set it on your <laughs> uh, you know put it put it somewhere, that's that's about the size and shape. It sounds amazing. Wesley. Yes, on the echo frames, can like Alexa or the echo frame show any information in the lenses, you know, like a, you know, like text information or close up view or like a, a pick up something or vid, streaming video of something in the lenses of the echo frames? No, the, the frames, uh, the technology is audio only plus, plus that uh, touch bar on the side of the frame. Uh, but it does not have a heads-up display like the Google Glass product. This is um, uh, frames with audio in and audio out only. No camera in it either. More questions? Alan? Alan? Yeah, uh, my, mine's a procedural question, and I guess Let's say you got like a like a fire TV, and you've got one of these nebula sound bars, and you've got a, a an echo in, in your room. How, how how do you keep them from tripping over each other when, when the smart word is said? Do you have to like turn it off in some cases on, on some some of the devices, or or what? Or am I just well, missing the boat? Yeah, yeah. So you've you've got several options. Um, you can give them different names. So uh, they will answer optionally to Alexa, Echo, Computer, or Amazon. Uh, so you could just give them different names, and that's one way of talking to the, the different day ladies in the room. Um, or you can just mute some of them. Um, or um, we actually have some interesting technology. We call it ESP, but I forget what it stands for. Um, uh, to actually have multiple echo devices that, that hear you asking, they have a quick conversation among themselves and try to figure out which is closest to where the, the request came from. And then the closest one will answer. So I've got um, uh, the, the bedroom that I live in and we have a guest bedroom next door and a hallway in between. And as I walk down the hallway, if I, call out to, to a lady, uh, generally the one closest to my voice is the one that answers. Diane? Yes, um, well, I have several questions, but I will just ask one. I also have a comment. Um, it would be nice if those was to have multiple uh, Amazon devices could give them their own personal names and not just be limited to the Amazon ones. Number one, number two, my question is, is there any way uh, that we, for the Alexa, if I can get her volume to turn up a little, sometimes I have my music or whatever streaming at one volume, but I would like her, if I ask her a question to speak up a little, you know, for those of us that are kind of hard of hearing. Um, thank you very much. For, for that feedback, uh, I'll, I'll take that back to, uh, to my colleagues at Amazon who, who work on her. Um, a little bit of background as to why we have not yet um, uh, allowed folks to give her their own name. Um, 
the the smarts in this device are fairly limited in order to offer Alexa for $49 in a dot that can be across the room or even in another room as you're in the hallway walking toward her uh, and her to be able to hear you and understand you uh, without all the time streaming audio back to the cloud, all of the wake word detection runs on device. To, to have all of that capability um, in a device that's only $49 means that we need to do extensive training of a small number of words uh, in a lot of different acoustic environments in order to make that happen. Um, and so if you were to want to give her your own name, that same acoustic modeling would be necessary in order to uh, provide that functionality at that low price. Uh, so that's, that's been a barrier to, to that feature request for, for a while now. And I just want to jump in and mention to Diane that um, just to make sure you know about it, 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 um, it may not address all of your needs, but you can uh, use your voice to ask her to speak up. So you can say, um, turn the volume up, um, turn the volume down. You can also, by the way, um, on many devices, not all, but you can also adjust the, um, the treble and the bass. So you can say, turn up the bass, turn down the bass, turn up the treble. You can even say, turn up the mid-range. So it's, it's got a, a, many of our devices have a three band um, equalizer that can be accessed with just, just your voice. We have time for one more question and then right. I have to give the ending CEU right. codes. Andrea, you get our last question. Well, good, good afternoon, everybody, and hello, Erlene. It's been a long time since we've spoken. Uh, um, Peter, you mentioned that, is there a separate app for Prime Video for the iPhone? Yes, so we've got a number of dedicated apps for a number of our services. Uh, the Prime Video app on iPhone is one. There's a Kindle app, there's a shopping app, there's an Alexa app, uh, an Amazon, Amazon Music app, um, a cloud drive app if you want to store things in our cloud. So the Amazon Prime Video app should be in the Apple App Store. Amazon uh, Fresh. I use it regularly, uh, right, uh, an app for, for Prime Fresh. Um, and it supports now header navigation um, and uh, a number of other things as Josh mentioned, it also will respect your large font, font size setting. Thank you. Nice. Okay. That's this code. code. This code is for those who registered for CEU credit. The code is 8B as in Bravo, 86F as in Frank. Again, repeating 8B as in Bravo. Eight, six, F is in Frank. And thank everybody for being here and when is Prime Day. Thank you so much for, for coming. Um, we have not yet announced Prime Day, uh, so I'm sorry I can't, I can't share that with you. Um, but of course, we, we work hard to offer our products uh, at sales a couple times a year. Yeah. Stay tuned for, uh, for when that's coming.
Well, there were 309 people here, just as information. Yep. Thank you, Peter. Our pleasure. Thank Always you for uh, to hear from you. Bye-bye. Bye, folks.